Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu an Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hayya Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nasta'ahdihu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falan tajidalahu waliyan murshida wa nashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu wa safiyuhu min khalqi wa khaliluhu tarakana ala almahajjatil bayda layluha kanaharihah la yazigu anha illa halik wa la yantazimu fi salkiha illa salik Allahumma salli وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك على حبيبنا وشفيعنا وقرة عيوننا سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه في الأولين وصل وسلم وبارك عليه في الآخرين وصل وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك عليه في الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين يقول عز من قائل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون اللهم اجعلنا منهم يا رب العالمين أوصي نفسي وإياكم بتقوى الله وبلزوم طاعته أناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرضيه عنا 
In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, to him we belong, and to him we shall return. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite grace and boundless mercy to send an abundance of prayers and peace upon our most beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us on this blessed day of Jumu'ah, to forgive our sins, our shortcomings, our weaknesses, to make us a people of taqwa, a people of true God consciousness, people who are aware of Allah, people who love Allah, people who fear Allah, people who account for Allah in every waking moment of their lives. Allahumma ameen ya rabbil alameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Palestine. May he grant them, may he grant them an end to this suffering reality, this reality of suffering and pain and humiliation and death and destruction. May it come to an end. Ya Rabb, may Allah give them so much peace and safety and security and happiness, so much shelter, so much food, sustenance, so much risk. Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, Ya Kareem, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. Brothers and sisters, a few days ago, I was opening up the curtain of my bedroom window and I was looking out and something struck me and that was my capacity to see further and wider than I usually am able to. When I open that same window every morning, I usually have a particular scope of vision. But that morning when I looked, I said, wow, subhanAllah, I can see mountains that I haven't seen before, that I haven't noticed before. I can see, you know, markers of the highway 287, the ones that I haven't noticed before, haven't seen before. And so I thought there, I said, subhanAllah, you know, just a month or two ago, I could not see these things, but now I see them. Now, what's the obvious reason that I can see? Is because the foliage, the trees, the leaves have fallen, correct? And subhanAllah, when you drive around now, even I'm driving on Route 80 coming here, usually, you know, it's a thick brush of forest. And so you can only see literally at the front of the forest. But with all the leaves falling, you can see well through, you can pierce through and see well into the forest. And of course, I sat there thinking, this must be a metaphor for something. <laughs> what am I, why am I able to see? Because something was lost. Something had fallen. These leaves that were so vibrant, so present, so rich, full of life, they fell. And it was no doubt a loss. We love to see our trees vibrant. But with the loss... I was able to see much further, far beyond what I'm able to usually see. And then I thought of Palestine. And I thought to myself, subhanAllah, all of these lives that have been lost, each one of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took these lives away and so that we can all see something well beyond their lives. You know, this morning, I woke up to the news that a man who literally became a part of the conscious of millions of people across the world just a few weeks ago, the, the guy who is in the hospital and his beard is wet and his hair is wet and he's telling another man, Intazalama, you know that video? Every single person knows it. Intazalama, you're a man, why are you crying? Intazalama. That man was killed last night. Rahmatullahi alayhi. Just before coming, I read a post that said his name is Nizar. Here's a man who we all fell in love with because of his strength, because of his, his power, 
because of his dignity, because of his honor. We fell in love with him for those very apparent reasons. And he awakened something in our hearts. Now Allah took him away. And so I thought to myself, Rahmatullahi alayh, where is he going? You know, just like the leaf fell, so now I can see well beyond the leaves. He has fallen, so what am I supposed to see? Where is he gone? He was in the dunya, full of life, full of strength, a heart, a body, etc. We saw a man, a man's man. And now Allah took his soul. Where did his soul go? Where is his soul right now? So his soul traveled to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being sustained. So happy and rejoiceful of what they've been given from the fadl, from the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took away soul after soul after soul, life after life. A father, a grandfather, a grandmother, a child, a mother, grandchildren, taking these souls. So that you and I, our horizons and our perspectives can become far more profound than what they are right now. Because so often in the dunya, what happens? We live in a very myopic space, like with blinders on. We barely see one foot ahead of us. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He takes things away. He removes so that we can see, so that we can contemplate, so we can think, so we can reflect. Because that's why we're here. That's precisely why we're here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ibn Abbas says when he reflects on the ayah, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I have not created the jinn and the human except to worship. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas says, أَيْ لِيَعْرِفُونَ So that they may come to know. Know what? What does Allah want us to see? What does Allah want us to know? That's the question that each and every single one of us have to ask ourselves. When you see the loss, you see the death, you see the destruction, you can't get hung up there. Allah wants you to see something well beyond that. Because everything we're seeing, you tell me, has it not been the case that over the past many weeks, we all feel just a little bit different about life? Is that not the case? Obviously. We feel different about our own children. We feel different about our spouses. We feel different about our homes. Something is different. Something has changed. I just, I'm not living in the dunya in the same way. Even sometimes eating doesn't feel the same way. T food doesn't taste the same thing. Pleasures and joys are not exactly the same thing. Something has changed. Allah took something, some things, many things, away so that He can show us. So He wants us to analyze. He wants us to reflect. He wants us to contemplate. أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبٍ أَقْفَالُهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do they not reflect and contemplate over the Qur'an, over that which is to be read? And I'll come back to this word Qur'an because we all... No, the first revelation that was revealed was Iqra, correct? Iqra. And very often we superficially reduce it to a lettered thing. I.e. go read a book with letters. But Iqra is a far more profound command. If not, Imam Al-Ghazali, he says, It is a reading of the book of Allah. 
that is seen in the horizons, in the creation. And then the book of Allah that is mastur, that is read in the books like on the shelves. The divine revelation. This is all the book of Allah. And the book of Allah, that which is seen and that which is read, these are all replete with signs, ayat. And all of these ayat, they're meant to do something to the person who has a conscious mind and awakened heart and soul. That is to witness, to see the divine, to see Allah in His creation. That's the whole objective. So that they come into knowing. We have to know the truth. We have to know the reality of things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exposing the dunya for what it is. So see it for what it is. He's exposing life for what it is. So see it for what it is. Don't get hung up. We have to move beyond the superficial. That's why the believer doesn't have to live in their pain. Because we see in the loss much gain, much growth. We see the reality of the akhirah. So why Sayyidina Umar says, Kafa bil That death, when it happens, it's a sufficient reminder. A place of mawidah, a place of, of real contemplative thought. That that's my reality. Allah told the Prophet ﷺ, you are dead and they are dead. I.e., we are all beings who will exit this dunya. That must give us some type of a perspective that makes us think differently about the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubarak. This is a book, kitab, that we've sent down to you, mubarak. It is full of blessings, blessed. So that they proactively think and contemplate over its signs. The power of contemplation as an act of worship, brothers and sisters, is unparalleled to the human mind. The human mind, Allah has given us this capacity to cognate and metacognate. We can think and we can think about thoughts and we can imagine. And our imaginations can go far and wide. We can see well beyond. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They have eyes, but they don't see anything. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicating there a material reality? No, He's saying, i.e., you can be the blindest of the blind in the physical reality, but you can have basira. You can have spiritual sight of, from the heart, foresight. That is a reality, brothers and sisters, that you can see well beyond, well beyond the superficial reality. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifts us through this book because He sent us down. Why is it Mubarak? Because when you read the signs of Allah, you're able to look beyond the superficial. You look beyond the physical. I'm not hung up on the death of this one person or on the loss of this money or on the loss of this home, or the loss of my precious belongings, I can see beyond. Allah then says, and for those who have the innermost hearts, they can remember. Allah is constantly putting us through this process in the dunya, showing us His signs, so that we can read them, so we can think and contemplate, see reality, and then remember. What are we remembering? What is the remembrance? The remembrance 
takes us back to a moment before our physical existence, which was when we were in the alam of dharr in the realm of the souls, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to every single human being, Alastu bi rabbikum, am I not your Lord? And all of the created realm and all of those souls said, Bala, of course you're our Lord. So when we are doing dhikr, we are remembering that truth. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Constantly. It is a constant reminder. And the volume of loss and death and destruction that we're seeing in Gaza, in the West Bank, all of that volume, that insufferable volume of pain, loss, and devastation are just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposing so much of the reality of this dunya so that we can see well beyond it. Brothers and sisters, don't take these matters lightly. Wallahi, this is everything. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam before receiving revelation, his most beloved act was to go to Ghar Hira. He would disconnect himself in the cave of Hira. And the narrations indicate that what he would do there was do tafakkur and tadabbur. He would think and contemplate. Because he was, he was so unsettled by the dunya. The dunya was just not cutting it. Although he had everything in the dunya, by the way. But it was simply just not getting things done for him. Emotionally, spiritually, he was unsettled. So he was going to the cave of Hira to do what? To think, to contemplate, to reflect. That's why in some of the narrations, in the Musannaf of, of Imam al-Shaybani, it brings a narration where it says, تَفَكُّرْ سَاعَةً خَيْرٌ مِنْ قِيَامِ لَيْلَةً That to think and contemplate for one hour, for one period of time. Sa'a in our tradition is an indication of a period of time. Thinking and contemplating for a period of time can be better than ritual worship all night, but sincere tafakkur and tadabbur. So the Prophet ﷺ loved going to the cave of Hara for this process of tafakkur and tadabbur. And that's why one night when at Salatul Fajr, when Sayyidina Bilal was coming to take permission to make adhan, he found the Prophet ﷺ crying. He said, Mayukika ya Rasulullah, what makes you cry? He said, Kaifala abki wakad unzila alaya layla inna fi halki samawati wal ardi wahtila fi layli wan nahar la ayat li ulil albab aladina yakuruna laha kiyam and uudun wa alajunubi mutafakaruna fi halki samawati wal ard. Rabbana makalakta hava batila. Subhanak fakina hava banar. He said, How can I not cry? And tonight this ayah was revealed upon me that verily in the in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the night and day are signs for those who have the innermost heart, those whose apparatus of knowing is alive and well, those who have a piercing, analytical, nuanced observance of reality. These are ulul albab. Who are ulul albab? Those who remember Allah. Qiyaman, standing, qu'udan, sitting, ala junubihim, on their sides. وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And they sit there, and they stand there, and they lie down there, and they exist in a state of tafakkur, thinking about the creations of the heavens and the earth. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Ya Rabbi, you surely have not created this for naught, frivolously. حَشَاكْ جَلَّ فِي عُلَى سُبْحَانَكْ Glorified be you. Glorify you in praise, Ya Rabbi. And please save us from the pains of the afterlife, from the pains of Jahannam. So this ayah 
brought the Prophet ﷺ into a space, in a place of crying. That made it where Sayyidina Bilal looked at him and could not believe how much he was crying. And what made him cry were these ayat that illustrated to the Prophet ﷺ that it's all about your capacity to think and reflect and see the reality of this dunya, the reality of the afterlife, and ultimately the reality of the divine. So it made the Prophet ﷺ cry because he came into full realization. That's what his... We found you seeking. So we guided. This is the guidance. This is the hidayah. This is the guidance that then removed the burden that was going to break him. And so often today we sit around. We're completely at a loss. And we're asking one question. Why? Why is all this happening? Why? 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 Right? Is that not why we're asking? And it's unsettling to us because it's messing up our status quo. I'm not able to quote-unquote enjoy life the way I used to because I feel it's just not appropriate. I feel this or I feel that. So many feelings. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is disturbing and disrupting the status quo because He wants us to, to see, to know, to reflect, to never get caught up in the dunya. That's why a beautiful hadith, the hadith where the Prophet was sitting and Al-Harith ibn Malik al-Ansari was passing by. He was walking and he would pass by the Prophet So he said to the Prophet he passed by the Prophet and the Prophet said, كَيْفَ أَصْبَحْتْ يَا حَارِثْ How have you awakened? You know, like, good morning, how are you, whatever. How did you wake up this morning? How do you feel? He said, كَيْفَ أَصْبَحْتْ يَا حَارِثْ How did you wake up? So he said to him, أَصْبَحْتُ مُؤْمِنًا حَقَّ I awakened a true believer. So the Prophet says, you know, be careful. He said, pay close attention to what you're saying. Every truth has a haqiqa, a reality to it. What is the reality of this claim that you're making that I am a believer? So he said, He said, That my, my nafs, has turned away from the dunya, has moved away from the dunya, i.e. I'm no longer like really attached to it. Things, belongings, people. I'm not entrenched in the dunya anymore. Azafat nafsi anid dunya. And then he said, Wa sahartu alayali and I and I, I find myself praying in the night. Asartu layali wa azmatu nahari and I'm fasting during the day. And it's as if I see the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifest. So he's in the dunya. His nafs moves away from the dunya. He is spending the night in prayer, the day in fast. And now he's saying, it's as if I see the throne of Ar-Rahman apparent and manifest. And I see the dwellers of heaven enjoying it. And I see the dwellers of hellfire in suffering. I see. This is the language he's using. I see the throne of Allah. I see the people of Jannah. I see the people of hellfire. And so the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Arafta falzam. Now you, now you know. So hold on to this. Stay this course. Because the haqiqah, 
the reality of his iman was now manifest. He sees what is. Brothers and sisters, as believers, and the ones that Allah has endowed us with a capacity to know, a mind, an imagination, we can be on the path of seeing the way that Al-Haritha saw. That I can, while I'm here in the dunya, in all of this materialism, I can see the throne of Allah. You just have to look hard enough. You have to exhaust yourself to see. Because you can see the throne of Allah. You can see Jannah. You can see it. You just have to look hard enough. Don't take your eyes off of it. Keep on looking. Keep on thinking. Keep on contemplating. Keep on reading. Read the Quran. Read the signs. If you keep that course, you will see. And that what you will gain is an immeasurable gain. And that is perspective. The person who's endowed, please come forward, brothers and sisters. Please come forward, inshallah. Barakallahu feekum. The person who's endowed with perspective has everything the dunya has to offer. Let me ask you a question. What brings us more respite in our hearts, more comfort, more relief than perspective? Now I understand. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came and He explained to you, He just sat there, you're sitting there and you're on your couch asking the proverbial why question, and then Allah. He sent you an angel and the angel explained to you one after the other. This is why this happened. This is why that happened. And be careful. This is going to happen. This is going to lead to this. And you, you know what you're going to say? Oh, wow. Alhamdulillah. Now I know. Correct? And so it doesn't matter what's actually practically happening. As long as I understand why it's happening, then what do I have? I have relief. I have strength. I have power. I have insight. I have foresight. I have perspective. Do you understand why ubudiyah, servanthood, is all about ma'rifah? Because Allah wants you in your ubudiyah, in your surrender, in your servanthood, He wants you to know. That's why He gave us the capacity to know. That He gave no other creation. He gave us the capacity to know. So we cannot be lazy people. We cannot render our minds worthless because all we do is blindly and mindlessly consume. WhatsApp, YouTube, blah, you know, just mindless, passive consumption. Scroll, 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 scroll. You have to stop. Just like when I opened up the window and I could see the mountain, I could see it. It's because I paused for a second and I noticed it. I noticed it. Allah showed me something. Usually I would just have just opened and that's it. But because of that momentary pause, I looked, I was like, hold on, I can see mountains. And I told my wife, I have never noticed those mountains before. And the same thing. Brothers and sisters, you know what Gaza has been showing us? Wallahi, it's been showing us everything. From top to bottom. All of this death, destruction, pain, suffering, it's showing us everything we need to know and see about the reality of the dunya. Gaza is showing us. Allah is showing us so that we can know what it really means to be a person of faith and belief. Wallahi al-Azim, Allahumma iman ka imani ahli Gaza. May Allah grant us the iman of the dwellers, the children of Gaza. The children of Gaza, Wallahi, have more iman than this entire room put together. I believe that. These are people of faith, people of conviction, people of certainty, people who understand the divine, who surrender. I've heard endless clips of where people say, we don't need or want anyone or anything. We have Allah. You see that now. You see the potential. 
that you don't have, and you and I don't have to live like skittish, worrisome people who are just always worried and concerned. Oh my God, I'm going to lose this. Oh my God, I'm going to lose that. Oh my God, my home. Oh my God, my money. Oh my, my God. Why are we afraid? We've seen now. Allah has shown us. So now you can imagine your potential of what kind of faith you can have. That you and I can be like that man, Nizar Rahmatullahi Alayhi, who stands in a hospital and he's surrounded by death and destruction and loss. And he speaks with a certainty of a man who knows that when you die, you go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He lost his children. He's like, Kulluna masharia. We're all just, you know, these projects of, of our lives being lost, fi sabilillah. That's all we are about. That's our identity. Inna lillahi wa That's something he knew with certainty. So we can see that now. But we cannot be lazy. We can't just go momentarily, witness the sign, be inspired, and then say, Rahmatullah and then go back to business as usual. Then we put our blinders back on. We put our shades back on. We draw the shades so that I'm not seeing and I go back and just look at my screen. No, I have to break free. I have to. You and I have to break free. You watch this young boy. I spoke about in the khutbah last week who was reciting Qur'an while he's having a medical procedure done on his head. And he's reciting Qur'an as if you would recite Qur'an in taraweeh with such beautiful tajweed, such tama'un, tadhakkur. A young boy, couldn't be more than 10, 11 years old, reciting Qur'an as if you're listening to an angel recite Qur'an. And he's doing that while having a medical procedure done to his head. So what does that show you? What do you see when you see that? You don't just say, oh, that's amazing. And you say, Allahu Akbar. Look at the power of the Qur'an. Look at the power of someone who surrendered himself to the Qur'an. That boy to memorize that Qur'an had to spend time sitting down reading the book of Allah. And for him in his young age, 11 years old, to be told, recite Qur'an so you find healing so that we can do this medical procedure because there's no anesthesia. That tells you that he has a spiritual capacity that extends beyond people who are well into their 90s, 80s and 90s of age. Tell me right now, are you going to be able to? One of us, can we withstand having a medical procedure done and what brings us, soothe, that soothes us and brings us relief is reciting the Quran? Is that who we are? Don't answer. Because we'll all have to expose ourselves then. Brothers and sisters, these are ayat. It shows us the potential. It shows the potential of knowing Allah and what it does to the heart and soul and the being. The potential shows us what, what it means to be a person of the Qur'an, a person of faith, a person of iman. Wallahi al-azim, it's everything. This is everything. Allah is showing us everything we need to know. And the power of this reality of our faith, which is a tafakkur with tadabbur, is that it has no limits because Allah is limitless. So you can keep on observing. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to put in, how much mujahada, how much self-struggle. Are you going to turn away from your nafs, from your desires, from your impulses, your whims, your in inclinations, and keep on reading? You cannot get bored of Allah. Do you understand that? You cannot. It does not happen. You can only be elevated into higher and higher heights. Like Al-Haritha, who I'm sure from day one, it wasn't just a matter of him awakening one day and he can see the throne of Allah. But he went through a spiritual struggle, a journey of turning himself away from himself, turning to Allah until he awakened one day and he was able to tell the Prophet ﷺ, I have awakened today and I see the throne of Ar-Rahman right in front of me. Allahu Akbar. Allahumma arzuqna ya Rabbi.
May we be a people who have that type of spiritual capacity. That we are endowed with this type of a reality that enables us to see well beyond this profane superficial realm called the dunya. May our nufus ta'azifu anha kama azafat nafsu Sayyidina Haritha. May our nufus turn away and move away from the dunya just as Sayyidina Haritha's nafs turned away from the dunya. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك على حبيبنا وشفيعنا وسيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم brothers and sisters in closing the way to do tafakkur and tadabbur is a long story and perhaps we'll have to you know, keep that for another khutbah. But the highlights of it is that you must become a person who reads. As we spoke, you read the Qur'an that is Mubarak, full of blessings, and you read the Qur'an that is lettered, and you read the Qur'an that is in the horizon, as Imam al-Ghazali said. So you have to be a person who reads. And the only way you can read is when you turn other things off. You have to turn off the noise, turn off the phone, Turn off this stuff, this distraction, these lights, and read. Pay attention, contemplate, spend time. As we said, you can tafakkur layla, one tafakkur sa'a. Thinking for an, a moment of time, for a window of time, can be better than worshiping all night in qiyam. And so you have to learn to do that. Discipline your body. I don't care if you're in your 70s or 80s, with all due respect to my elders, wallahi al-azim. And you've never been someone who was able to sit down and read the Qur'an. You sit down and read the Qur'an. Condition, push yourself. Struggle. And if you're younger, then push yourself ten times harder. Push. Challenge yourself to read. Because through reading, then you get ma'rifah. If you read, you will know. And you will see. And then you will get that perspective of Sayyidina Haritha. The second thing that you have to do is you have to remember fikr. We must become a community that makes endless amounts of dhikr. Endless. I'm talking about dhikr in the trillions. Every day we have to be a people who our tongues are moist in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our tongues are moist with salah ala al-habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every single day you will not, I will not, we will not achieve these stations without dhikr, without Qur'an. It will not happen. You cannot become a person of ma'rifah. I'm telling you right now. I don't care what you and I think we know of ourselves. We know nothing. If dhikr, qira'ah, these practices, these sacred practices are not embedded in our habits, in our habitual states, then we will not become a people of ma'rifah. And dhikr is not just something with the tongue. It's a holistic practice with the heart, the mind. La ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah, subhanallah. And from the windows of, of, of tafakkur and tadabbur is that you sit with the people of knowledge, the people of ma'rifah. You sit with them. You sit with them, you learn from them. You sit with them, you look and gaze upon them. You sit with them, you hear them with your heart. Find the people of knowledge, the people of ma'rifah, the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be in their company. 
come to the house of Allah, sit in the house of Allah. This is where ma'rifah happens. Listen to the seerah of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Read the seerah, the life of the Prophet Read about him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Read about Allah and read about his names and his attributes. Because إذا عرفته أحببته If you know him, you'll love him. وَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتَهُ أَطَعْتَهُ وَلَا And if you love him, you will surrender to him necessarily. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people of ma'rifah, a people of mahabba, a people of ilm, a people of dhikr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautify us with these sacred realities. May this be our concern every single day to see, to know, to reflect, to think, to contemplate. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow upon us these most beautiful, illustrious graces. Allahumma iftah alayna futuha al-arifina bik wa asluk bina tariqa awliya'ika al-salihin. Grant us, Ya Rabbi, the openings of the Gnostics and place us on the path of wilaya. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless and, and honor and protect our brothers and sisters in Palestine, in Gaza and the West Bank. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them so much relief, so much ease, so much serenity, so much... May Allah sanctify their souls. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them all that they would ever hope to want and need and like in this dunya. Allahumma atihim khayrat dunya wal akhirah. Gift them, Ya Rabbi, the best of the best of this life and the best of the best of the afterlife. And Ya Rabbi, you, see, you know the oppression. You know the tyranny, Ya Rabbi. You see the one who is exacting that reality. Ya Rabbi, you are the one who possesses kun fayakun. Be and it is. Fa'arina fihim ajaiba qudratik. Ya Allah, Ya Kareem. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. Inna Allah yamuru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba. Wa yanha anil fahshai wal munkari wal baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Wa la dhikrullahi akbar. Wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'un aqim as-salam. الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استقيموا استووا تراسوا وسدوا الفرج ثابكم الله أقبل على الله بقلوب خاشعة. We ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى to accept our salah salat al Jumu'ah and to make this salah witness for us on the day of judgment. اللهم آمين. الله أكبر. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين. إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين هدنا الصراط المستقيم. صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله